culture of course that is the intro of the one only swerve strickland that's big pressure right there i think swerve is actually on the track himself swerve swerve is a mogul as he says he can do it all do everything maybe tonight he's winning that AEW title but we'll get into that later folks it's wednesday night you know what that means it's wednesday night wrestling here on Culture with Leslie Lee III, your host. As always, sorry we had to miss last week. But we're back this week. Very excited. And I apologize. One guest could not make it. Tamaya could not make it, unfortunately. She'll be back soon. But don't worry. I do have a very special guest. A returning champion. So happy to have them on. Had them on a month ago. And we hit off great had great conversations we've been we've been talking things are moving in the in professional wrestling this wednesday night wrestling is bigger than just me it's bigger than just all the it's getting there's something cooking okay there's too much there's there's too much good and smart people in wrestling who aren't being heard and we're making our voices hurt now and andrea thank you so much for joining me tonight Making your voice heard. One of the most brilliant voices in professional wrestling. <laughs> uh, commentary critique today. I'm happy to have you on again. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Sorry I couldn't make it last week, but we're here now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we so we have so much to talk about. Callers, the phone lines are open. It's been a huge past couple of weeks in professional wrestling. It's going to be another big week this week, a big dynamite tonight. There's been so much happening in the news. Folks, last time we checked, uh, checked in, Sasha Banks, uh, Naomi, they had just uh, booked it out of WWE. They're still not back. There's, that's a huge news story that's still going on that they just left. And uh, Andrea, please tell me what are your thoughts on the, the this kind of walkout? Oh, my thoughts on it are like, go ahead and do it. Walk out. Like, 
you know, like WWE needs Sasha and Naomi more than they need the WWE right now. I mean, Sasha's already proved this before the last time that she walked out. And you know what? She went on vacation, had the time of her life, went to Japan, trained Joshi, like, you know, just did whatever. And, and, oh, I did all the. I didn't know that when she walked, that's when she went to Japan. I wasn't paying attention. Like, I knew she went to Japan, and I knew she walked out at some point. I didn't know they coincided. Oh, that's cool as shit. Yeah, they coincided. So, like, you know, she's she's living her life, you know, and, and, and Naomi's living her life. And, uh, you know, WWE can do whatever they want to do. But at the end of the day, not to use a cliche phrase, uh, you know, WWE needs them more. Uh, those are two huge stars. Uh, in the women's division and given like everything that's going on in the women's division, the fact that Charlotte isn't around for a while because she just got married and uh, they still don't have anything for Bailey and all of that, uh, you know, they can just live their lives and just, you know, and uh, yeah, they're suspended down with, without pay. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they've made enough money that neither of them are hurting, you know? Yeah, I, so, I think it's hilarious. WWE's so petty and so stupid. So fucking petty, stupid. We might get into it. We might get into WWE a little bit because a lot of big things have been happening over there, weird stuff. One thing I have to talk about. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Torn pecs himself wrestling in the Hell in Cell. Now, I did not watch this show. And everybody who I heard talking about, and this is important to the point I'm making later, perhaps, everybody was like, I didn't even know there was a WWE show this week. <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't care about it. Now that all changed when Cody Rhodes came out there with his chest toe up, looking like it's about to fall off the bone. All the meat's about to fall off the bone, red and tenderized. In that horrific-looking red cage, along with Seth Rollins in the polka dots, it was one of the most um, aesthetically unpleasant things I've actually ever seen on video. I could not believe that people could sit and watch it. It made me ill. I like I saw Crimes of the Future. Okay, that was a light romp compared to seeing Cody Rhodes all fucked up and then Seth Rollins in that all deliberately bad outfit. And the red cage actually makes it so much worse. It was an assault on the senses. But people people liked it. But I before I get into my my opinion on it, what did you think of that whole thing? If you if you followed it, I. So I have like two TVs in my living room because I used to cover the NFL and it just made it a lot easier. So the second TV that didn't have the audio on had Helena Cell on. And so I sort of paid attention to the show, but I definitely paid attention to the Cody match because I was just like, wait, what is okay. He really did really tear his back. Like for real, like this is, you know, this isn't some disgusting, ugly tattoo here. Um, as far as I know, uh, but yes, very aesthetically unpleasant. Uh, the red cage is terrible. Yeah. Like it's always terrible. It, it sucks. Um, I can't believe. He, I mean, I can believe he did that because I've seen the stuff that Cody's been pulled in the last few years. So I can believe he did it. But at the same time, dude, I can't believe you did that. That is so stupid. Yeah. But you, you, you kind of have to. It's a weak pay per view. Um, you know, there was, there was, I mean, he was replaced on the, he replaced Roman Reigns on the, on the poster for the show. Cause there was going to be no Roman Reigns on the show. 
So I understand that Cody felt a lot of pressure that he had to deliver. And if he has to get surgery anyway, which he's set for on uh, Thursday and tomorrow, um, that I can understand why he would go through with it. But at the same time, my God, man. Yeah. I like, yeah, it's all right. So I, 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 I see where you're coming from, but see, the thing for me is like people weren't interested in this show and it's not a title match and he was a replacement. So at the, you can just put someone else in there in the cage. It was a feud that meant nothing because Cody had already won the prior two matches. Like it yeah. did, it like, this was not like, I, I can, like wrestlers always work in hurt, right? We, 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 we it always hurt, you know, and maybe I don't know enough about a torn peck to know that if Cody did what Cody did was more dangerous than anything else, anybody else, you know, going out there wrestling after they get the well, bell. He was wrestling injured he wasn't wrestling hurt which like again i know it's like a really stupid distinction but there is a distinction between being hurt which all wrestlers uh, yes oh are, thank you and being like injured injured and tearing a a, a a large muscle off of the bone is a serious injury i mean he's getting surgery he's going to be out three to five months uh recovering from that um but yeah you, know, you have a very good point because it wasn't it was a pay-per-view that people really didn't care about he was a replacement we've seen Seth versus Cody twice on pay-per-view and they've they've run it back like 20 plus times if you like look at cage match like in house shows so it's not you know like the most important thing but i you know i think i think if there's one thing that we've learned about Cody um over the last few years is that dude's got pride like whether it's uh a good thing or not you know that could be uh, dude's got a lot of pride yeah the first time i saw cody and this i i guess it all comes together because the very first time i saw cody was before he was officially on the roster it was at a house show in baton rouge and he was on the main car but he wasn't in the like actually he had actually debuted on tv and everybody was like oh this is dusty rose's son cody rose and yay and he's in like a match, really like, cool. And he bled buckets in a on a house show match for no reason yeah. whatsoever in the WWE house show. He might even probably even got in trouble for it because people didn't even bleed that much at that time. So I, I, so that is I, I. So I don't feel like sorry for Cody. I'm sure it was his choice, his or his it, it, choice, yeah. in some way. But I don't like the reaction of the fans, and I don't like how WWE is marketing it marketing it i think it's incredibly bold of wwe to try to um to deliberately advertise a match where a wrestler is injured given their history of you know tragedy around these things that seems that's incredible that seems like incredible hubris to me because you know if something very bad happens that's all on them because there is not just oh cody got hurt in the match or it's a storyline which usually these things are they're usually storylines oh you're fighting hurt you're fighting through the pain and you're trying to overcome the odds no he was actually doing it and to see the fans react the same way to the real fighting through working through an injury as they would a fake one it kind of was surreal to me like everybody was like oh cody's so tough i'm like he it's not a real it's not really a fight like like he didn't have to necessarily do that like i i don't know he didn't have to do that somebody else could have been in that match i don't know if you really call that toughing it out unless it i mean if it was the main event of wrestlemania for the title okay 
Maybe I get right. it. But this it didn't seem like a tough it out situation and the reason and with this being such a low stakes match and Cody, you know, saying I'm going to be the one to tough it out now. He's so tough and WWE putting out all these posts about how tough he is. What does that say to all the other wrestlers who are also hurt and will and will get injured and will feel that pressure to work through it? Who absolutely positively aren't in even in the same position as Cody Rhodes. Like if you they expect that from Cody Rhodes, what do they expect from all the people lower on the card? What do they expect from them to show that they want to grab the brass wing? That's that was really a ugly side of it to me. Like the I could if the injury happened like in the match, during the match, and he tups it out and finishes the match. Okay, cool. But like knowing it going in, it just felt very different to me. I, I agree, especially with the um, like the message that it sends because I wasn't just like Cena himself or somebody talking about John Cena like a couple of years ago, where it's, it was just like John Cena when he's willing to tough things out or like work through injuries or whatever, then that sends a message to everybody else on the roster that like if you want a spot that high up that this is what is going to be asked of you and that if you are physically incapable of doing that or unwilling to do that for whatever reason, then you're never going to hit that. So I do, I do understand like the, the worry about that. Like I I said, I think a lot of like Cody's pride, um, you know, he, he just fairly recently went back to WWE and knowing that he's going to be on the shelf for three to five months, I don't think he wants to also find himself in a position where he's cleared and ready to go and then he's all of a sudden in a creative has nothing for you kind of situation mm. because the storylines move on without him. So this is a way to like make everybody like remember what he was doing and what he's about and and that he had just shown up and that, you know, then he gets this injury while like training for this match basically. So I completely, I understand where he's coming from. Is he coming from an intelligent place? That uh, I find very debatable. I mean, you see that tattoo on his neck, man. Like, you, you know that this guy doesn't always make the best decisions. And um, you, you mentioned, like, because uh, they did do an angle on Monday, which I, I skimmed through. Seemed like it was well done and people liked it, where Seth Rollins attacks him again. And, you yeah. know, it's a big moment. And, and you mentioned, like, oh, well, that keeps him in the conversation. Obviously, they're going to have something for him when he comes back. But then I think back to the to the history of WWE with these sort of things. First, half the time, the person ends up released <laughs> before they get that, know, come back f- from their injury angle. Uh, I remember what Vader did some injury angle with. Uh, he got suspended because he beat up Jim Ross and it was big, huge heel. He and he ne- and they never picked it up again. They never picked it up again because they decided to get unhappy with Vader after his injury. So it's not even a guarantee that when Cody comes back, they're going to be like, oh, Cody, thank you so much for doing the angle. Now you're back in the top spot because what if he's back and like the rock and cena are back and you know and roman right. reigns you know and, and roman reigns brock lesnar and and we're we're we've moved on you know yes. the story in one way or the other has moved on which is so possible i mean what bailey's been medically cleared by wwe since before the royal rumble and she still hasn't been she wasn't in the rumble she still hasn't been put into any storyline and so, like, that's how long it can take. 
um, for you to, you know, come back from injury in WWE, get cleared, and still not have creative do any have anything for you. Yeah. So, I mean, it is it is a huge risk that he's like dealing with right now. So, I can understand why he wanted to go through with that match. Um, like I said, doesn't necessarily mean he's making the right decisions, but I understand the decisions. Well, speaking of decisions and loyalty, maybe you saw this, but did did you see the WWE this week? Uh, we mentioned, uh, I think we mentioned um, a couple weeks ago that Stephanie McMahon had left WWE for personal reasons. And for, I guess, personal reasons as well, WWE started leaking out the fact that maybe she wasn't actually that good at her job. <laughs> and I, that's like Vince, Stephanie Mann, of course, is Vince McMahon's daughter. And at this point, Vince McMahon has pushed out his son, Shane McMahon. He fired him, straight up fired Shane, possibly with calls, possibly that was what deserved. Triple H, uh, his son in law, been pushed out while he's like recovering from like a heart attack uh yeah. like yeah and now stephanie mcmahon don't know if she was pushed out or not but they don't but there were were some you know the the rumor mill was flowing after the after she uh took her leave which is a typical WWE move to leak a rumor that oh they were kind of shitty at their job so that's why they're gone i think it's really interesting um because like, granted, we're not going to get names of these sources because that's just not how sourcing works. But it's very interesting that a lot of the reports I've seen are, like, high-end executives at WWE, like, top-level executives. <laughs> were like, Stephanie wasn't good at her job. Um, she's not a marketing ad revenue kind of person or whatever. Um, and I think it's really interesting that they didn't, like, move her to a different position. You know, it's like, well, if Stephanie's not good at this thing, but she's still in the good graces of Vince and, and the people who, and, and Nick Khan and all those people, then they would probably have moved her to vision or a different role, a job role. And I do understand, like, that I'm sure some of the motivating factor here is, you know, just taking care of, taking care of Paul because, like, he, I mean, he was, from his entire account of that situation, in a very, very, very scary situation. Um, so I can I understand that, but then there was like the other report that when Vince was on the Pat McAfee show, I think it was the Pat McAfee show, and he was talking about how there's like some people in his family that have been like disappointing him in terms of their roles in WWE. That we all thought he was referring to Shane, but now all the whispers are like, no, that was actually referring to Stephanie. <sighs> and I think that's really fascinating. It's it's I don't I don't know I don't know what to make of it because. The business of WWE in particular is so strange to me. The way that they do things confuses me quite often. <laughs> I mean, it's so bizarre because, like, first of all, yes, yeah, Stephanie probably was bad at her job, but she's had that job for like twenty years. Did you just find yeah. out that she was bad at? No. Why did you hire her in the first place? Because she's your daughter. Like, it's yeah. so weird that this is a big multi billion, this is supposed to be a billion dollar corporation, but it's also like who he gets to run it mostly was his like dipshit kids. And now he's gotten sick of all of them. It's exactly like real life succession. I am shocked that all the high bra, <laughs> high succession people aren't obsessed with this McMahon story because it is just a real life version. Oh, it definitely has some uh, some parallels there, to be sure. <laughs> All right, so we were talking about Cody and his injury. Injury is a big thing 
going around in professional wrestling. Now, I don't want to, you know, blow smoke off, off up uh, Tony Khan's ass, but when CM Punk got injured, that was a pretty big hit for AEW. And instead of saying, all right, CM Punker, why don't you just keep, you know, wrestling for a while? We got this, you know, forbidden door pay-per-view. Why don't you see if you and uh, what's-his-face can work out a match where you can keep wrestling? No, he said, all right. You, you're and gone. Even though, even though it's in, even though it's in Chicago too. Yes. You could just be like, could you just gut it out through Forbidden Door in Chicago in your match with Tanahashi? Like, can you not just? But no, it was like, no. You know what? Get your surgery, heal up. We're gonna we're gonna do a thing. We're gonna have a interim champion, and when you get back and you're healthy and ready to go, you'll fight that interim champion, and we'll just push on from there i love to see it i said this I, I i still have the tweet up where i said no so few pro wrestling promoters are smart enough to use interim championships and my god i swear tony khan i, I you don't even owe me royalties for that one okay <laughs> i am so glad we have interim titles in AEW because it's just a win-win okay the champs gets injured all right, instead of him relinquishing the belt and tarnishing the title, you know, lineage, he keeps the title. But the fans yeah, still get to or see. Or have to go through, like, the horrible situation, like, when Finn Balor won the NXT title or the Universal oh, yeah. title. And it's just, like, you win the title and then you're injured in the match or the subsequent match or whatever. And then you have to relinquish it within a couple of days. It's heartbreaking. It's like a, it's a, it's just it sucks yeah it does nothing for anybody i i think and it yeah. just makes the title like seem like worth a bit less because the next guy is usually like not as good because you were setting up this guy to be the big guy right yeah, like this is, this is this is the champ you know not this guy yeah and so th with the interim title which you have in ufc and mma it's just like i it's, you keep it fresh you can and then you can put that interim title on maybe somebody you might not you know Put the main title on. Have a little bit of fun with it. Put it. Uh, people are excited for maybe John Moxley again. Again, that wouldn't have happened for a very long time if uh, CM Punk, uh, you know, had kept the title. So maybe we get to see another Moxley run that we otherwise would not have gotten, or a run from some new young cat out there because they have. There, the it's a very complicated setup that they have. But I kind of like. I like everything except for the Casino Battle Royal. I don't get it. I don't like Battle Royals, and I actually kind of think that the Casino Battle Royal royal it tries to fix some of the problems of the royal rumble where one person is coming out at a time they have five people come out at a time but then like mm -hmm. why do those five people walk orderly to a ring with somebody who they're about to fight like that always bo that always bothers me just on a certain <laughs> level i yeah i know they're professionals and they're athletes but still it's pro wrestling you're supposed to be ready to punch some yeah, yeah, fight, right? yeah. You want to fight? You don't just walk to the ring. And then, all right, now it's time. But um, so, is there anybody you're looking to be AEW interim champion? Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see who would even win the battle royal, and then who would be capable of beating Mox because that's the main event of Dynamite is that match against Mox uh, tonight. Um, I'm curious because th that's the one fun thing, right, about the Casino Battle Royal is the Joker spot. So I'm curious, do we have another, like, you know, like, who's going to the Joker? Um, you know, I, obviously with everything going on with MJF, he's got his own storyline. It'd be fun to put him in this situation, but it wouldn't make any sense with what's going on with MJF. I think that um, if they want to do a little bit of, like, fan service -y fun times... You'd have Eddie Kingston winning the battle. Oh, yeah. 
That would be um, very and good. Think, and I think Miro is also a strong choice. Oh, Miro would be good too. Miro would be good too. I think, I mean, I feel like John Moxley is pretty solid to win that main event just because he's a New Japan guy as well. And I feel like New Japan yeah, yeah. will have some say in this. I, know, I like that New Japan's match is Tanahashi versus Goto. Every, for some reason, a lot of people seem to not like Goto now. I always like Goto. I thought he was, a, a, I, I, I remember when he was a, his tag team with Shibata back in the day. I love that shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's a really good matchup, but obviously it's going to be Tanahashi. Tanahashi's going to win that match because the original match was CM Punk versus Tanahashi. Yeah. So, at Forbidden Door. So, but at least they have some sort of, it gives a good main event for Dominion, too. Yeah. So, uh, so that actually, you know, does does help uh, New Japan. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, whoever wins the Battle Royal, I don't think that they're going to beat Moxley. Um but it would be interesting. But I think I think we're just setting up for Moxley versus Tana, and that Mox is going to get his second uh, run as AEW champion, and then we're going to have we're going to have Mox and uh, and Punk eventually. You well, know, and, and that's 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 saying that Mox continues to be the interim champion because who knows how long it's going to be until CM Punk is back anyway. So there could already there could be other like interim title matches, and you know it doesn't mean that it's going to be Mox versus CM Punk. Yeah, and I like that because it's just the interim title. Maybe you switch it up a few times and it's not, yeah. you don't, you're not as careful with it because the legacy is still, you know, solid over there with CM Punk. I, I, exactly. I, I love this opportunity. It presents a lot of fresh stuff that could happen. It, it could be very, very interesting. I, I think it's actually not been talked about a lot. The fact that the Tanahashi versus Punk match was for the AEW title. It's kind of wild yeah. that Tanahashi yeah. is challenging for the AEW title. And that was going to be a uh, Punk's first defense. I don't know if maybe, I don't know. Maybe Tanahashi might want to spend a little time stateside. I think that would be, I think if Tanahashi won the AEW <laughs> title and had it just for a little bit, just for a month or two, like a little, like Morishima, like a little Morishima run. Although he had uh, the Ring of Honor title for a while, but you know what I mean? Like that would be kind of cool. And I think that would also like help build up the legacy of AEW because even though it's the interim title, my God, this is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and he's held yeah. our, and he's on TV with our championship. I think that would be really cool. Moxley probably going to be the choice. Maybe the Warner Brothers people. You got the Discovery merger going on. They want somebody. Yeah. I think they want somebody really famous and pop and on there with you know high Q score uh, with the title right now. But but who knows? Who knows? But who knows? Who knows? Because also you know um, obviously you know the Discovery Warner people are going to have some sort of say over some stuff but this is this is still tony khan's company i mean he's gonna he he gets the final decision and he has a good relationship with the discovery warner people so i think that they would also just be like hey you know what whatever you want to do with your interim title and whoever you want to put it on and you know like you understand wrestling and like we like don't like we understand like hgtv you know yeah yeah and depending on what punk's recovery looks like he's if he's still the champion he can still go and do the press 
He can still go yeah. on the talk shows. He can still show up and do commentary and be on TV and talk that shit. Like that, that would be fine too. So I don't know. I, I do, I really do wonder what Discovery thinks about AEW because they seemed like they liked them, but, but I do wonder if they're like wrestling fans, like if, like how clued in they are about professional wrestling. I, I feel like if they, they've been over there doing like true crime stuff and documentaries and that this kind of low, what quote unquote lowbrow entertainment, maybe there's a few people of their discovery who know a little thing or two about wrestling i think that would be pretty interesting it's quite possible i know that i know that um that tony and and the discovery warner like executives have a pretty good relationship so at the very least whether or not they understand wrestling or not they do like tony and have a good relationship and and understand that um aew is a very successful uh property and a successful wrestling company. So at least they see that. They see that that Tony knows what he's doing, that they're making some money, and... so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, and I think they see that, you know, the numbers tell them they could beat WWE. They just straight up could at, so, at a certain point. It's quite possible. I, I mean, it, it's going to take a while because it's just going to take a while, but uh, I could see it happening. Yeah, I, I actually think the number one impediment to AEW being WWE is that as WWE products product if they disappoint the fans they just turn people off of wrestling period it's not it's, yeah. yeah and I think that's sort of the problem and I feel like a lot of the fans reaction uh, to certain things that happen in AEW they're all everything anytime something halfway negative happens they like oh, oh my god they have this huge reaction because they're used to a show that is constantly trying to fuck with them and hates them <laughs> as opposed to a show that's trying to put on something good and may disappoint you on occasion yeah exactly all right, so we have our caller on the line, and he's been holding on for a while. Hansi, what's up? How you doing? How's it going? Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Oh, that's cool. Is that is that um uh, caller and elbow or is that Andrea? Uh, Andrea. Oh, okay, that's cool. It's nice to talk to her too. Um, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say about I'll, I'll talk about two things, uh, and then I'll I'll be on my way. But uh, about the Cody thing. Uh, me, uh, in my, my personal opinion, I do think it's setting a dangerous precedent, and th- th- this isn't like the first time in the last couple of years they've done this. Like, like uh, they they like literally had Brock Lesnar bust up Randy Orton on pay per view. Like, oh yeah, you know, real concussion type of deal. And to me, like, like yeah. since Co- since Cody is like kind of chasing, like like this guy got burnt in AEW, and he still got booed. So to me, it feels like he found his home where. He's gonna do this courageable thing that is, uh, you know, uh, working working hurt, and I guarantee you, this is gonna be like a big selling point for Vince McMahon to basically say, "Hey, he proved himself to me, and that we're gonna give him a world title push against Roman Reigns." I, I can almost bet you he'll probably win the Royal Rumble or something like that. You know what I mean? I, I don't think he's gonna be one of those guys that gets released because again, they, they they put too much marketing into him. I'll get your response, but I got one more thing before I go. If that's cool. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, um, no, uh, and as far as the uh, uh, the the interim thing, I, I, the only thing I dislike about the interim thing is that okay, I don't traditionally, I don't know if this works in UFC the same way, but when WWE did the interim thing in NXT for the cruiserweight title, they still had both reigns counting. That's the only thing that I don't dis- dislike because if someone's gonna win the interim like, title again, right? I feel like it should at least count as a reign, and then the whoever wins. 
their reign continues. And if Punk, you know what I mean? If Punk loses, I don't like the fact that the reign doesn't actually count. You know, mm-hmm. so but but the thing is, I, I, I unless they're bringing Omega back. Well, the, I don't think they will, but it'll 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 be, it'll, it'll be cool to see what Tony Khan's reaction is that Punk is gone if he's gonna go for the wild card and bring something someone back for the Joker. Unless you're just playing to do Moxley, but if Kenny, let's say if Kenny Omega does come back and he faces Tanahashi, there's a story right over there because Tanahashi dethroned him from the I, the IWGP title. So if they do bring... I, I don't think they will, but, you know, people are saying maybe Kenny Omega might come back while Punk is actually gone, so we eventually get our Punk versus Omega title, uh, title thing. Anyways, I'll, anyways, nice talking to you guys. I'll, I'll leave, leave you be. Uh, sorry for taking your time anyway, so peace out, guys. All right, thank you so much for that great call, uh, Hansi, as always. So a uh, couple things. So you were talking... So the Cody Rhodes... Cody Rhodes- Burn like what? What's the difference between Cody Rhodes burning himself or any deathmatch thing and the Hell in the Cell? And so, I for me, it just felt different to me for some reason. It's like I can understand like putting yourself through a little bit of light mutilation for professional wrestling, right? Right. But like when you're already injured and you're not really like telling a story, you're just trying not to like completely destroy. I don't know. It just it felt very different to me because I like deathmatch wrestling, even though like it's a similar thing for some reason. Just going in knowing that you have a serious injury and then making that the story. And the weird thing. I, the, really what I want to talk about, Vince McMahon, because he taught, they put out that press release about how the women were mutilating themselves on uh, AEW. Yeah, the only that, yeah. thing that Vince McMahon seemed, and Shane seemed to respect is self-mutilation and jumping off shit and hurting shit and wrestling when you're too old to do it. And like every, like all the McMahon matches, he's bleeding buckets. He's following through this. He's following through that. All the stories about how he tests out the stunts that he has as the wrestlers do himself. Like he is all about that shit. So I don't know. Like it's, and it's so strange. It's just unnecessary. It's like he is almost like a deathmatch promoter in a sense. Probably the deadliest deathmatch promoter of all. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I think advertising partnerships have have some sort of uh, you know, influence over all of that, of course. And and I forget where I saw this. So I I don't know if it's true take it with a grain of salt, but that Vince like told Cody and Seth earlier in the week that there's not going to be any blood. You can do Hell in a Cell, but you can't have any blood, which I thought <laughs> was fascinating because then like, well, there wasn't any blood, but there was definitely some gore, you yeah. know, <laughs> inadvertently. Um, but I, yeah, I think that there is a difference between going into a match like Hell in a Cell and then being like, yeah, I'm going to like hard way or I'm going to cut myself or whatever. And like, I'm going to bleed in this match versus going into a match with a very significant injury. I mean, it's the, it's the kind of thing that puts, you know, like an NFL player on IR for the season. Yeah. So I think that there's, there is a big difference with that. Um, and then circling back to the interim thing. I don't have a problem with interim titles. I don't have a problem with interim champ and lineal champ facing off to have the unified undisputed title. I don't really have a problem with that. Um, I do. I am intrigued about the Kenny Omega idea, but I don't think he's healed up enough yet from his most recent surgery, the hernia surgery. I don't think he's healed up enough yet for him to be able to believably come back. But you never know. I mean, if Cody can... Fight through whatever on Sunday. I guess Kenny Omega can come back tonight <laughs> and rip out his hernia stitches or something. I don't know. So, uh, 
interim championship of them not counting. I'm I'm okay with them not counting usually because when you watch uh, MMA, most it's very clear who the real champ is usually, right? Like the interim champs aren't usually like the the real champ is the champ usually, and you can tell an interim champ doesn't have often have a very strong case. It's different in professional wrestling. John Moxley is obviously, you know, as good a wrestler in, you know, storyline wise as a CM Punk. So how can you, so how, if it would feel a little bit different to deny John Moxley's reign versus, you know, some of the box, the interim boxers who won titles or the interim MMA guys who won titles because most usually they hadn't won a title before and they hadn't really proven themselves. And it's the match with the champ where they really get to prove that I'm a champ. And then their reign continues. So wrestling, I can understand Hanzi's apprehension about it. Because if, he, if he's putting the title on big name guys, like how you tell John Moxley that he's not a two-time champion. Like, he's, you know, but, you know, well, yeah. I think you can cross that bridge when you come to it. It's not that, you know, big a deal. And, hey, the wiki will list the interim champions, too. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, and you can always say, and often they, and and this is what they do in UFC. They just say one time uh, UFC champ, one time interim UFC champ. That's all it is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there are ways to get around it, and I, you know, I think that also, you know, AEW is just kind of trying to figure it out as they go through this thing because they didn't expect this to happen. You yeah. Know? And so that well i guess we'll see you know <laughs> yeah and i like that their decision was not oh well punker you know just do me this one solid just see if you can rest up until chicago and see what you can tape it up you know put it on the yep. z pack or whatever and just go for it i'm like i'm so glad because that would have been an easy temptation certain like in chicago the big main event forbidden door this big pay-per-view that you only have a limited time you know to promote and sell people on and you just say, you know what? We're just gonna roll with the punches, and I think that's cool. I like I like that about AEW instead of trying to you know getting and so weird because WWE treats his wrestlers as incredibly disposable ninety nine point nine percent of the time, but that point one yeah. percent, oh my god, we need you. We will be dead without you if you don't do. And this is Punk's story. The, he told he's t- they convinced him that if he didn't, he had a concussion or something, something or another. He was he was injured, but they tried to convince him that he had to main event this paper, this not even a pay per view main event, this show in Mexico City, uh, in a hardcore match. I think maybe with Ryback somebody who was very unhappy he did not he didn't want to be it was either he didn't want to be in the hardcore match or he didn't want to wrestle this guy or both I believe but they convinced him that this match that no one's seen no one's thought about since they convinced him like mm-hmm. we have to have you for this which is such it. horseshit yeah. <laughs> all right if we have any more callers feel free to dial in now dial in right now because we will be wrapping up because we gotta go and watch AEW Dynamite folks <laughs> so before but before we get offline let's get your plugs in where can people find right. you cool uh yeah you can find me on twitter at fball that's f-b-a-l-l underscore andrea i also uh contribute to pro wrestling illustrated uh there's a new issue coming out later this month uh the super cards issue we're bringing that back oh tell um, me about it and yeah and so i'll i'll have the write-up for uh joey janela's spring break uh, both nights from uh, from WrestleMania weekend in Dallas, so be sure to look for that on uh, new, on your newsstands soon. On newsstands, 
those yeah. newsstands, actual newsstands, nothing better than finding a wrestling magazine on a newsstand. That is always a joy in life. Always a joy in life. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. That has been Wednesday Night Wrestling. We will catch you back here next week. Same wrestling time, same wrestling channel. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Peace. Swear, 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 swear.